Dude, <clears throat> I don't think I've completed a single task in like three months with the exception of my taxes. And I waited to the last minute to do that. And um, once I finished them, I felt such a profound sense of productivity. <laughs> I did too, man. It was unreal. It was like, I know I'm just dumping what little a little bit of my money into fucking our imperial adventures but yeah good. i'm gonna hit i'm gonna hit record here so we can i'm re- i'm recording anyway so okay um no i it was the first thing that i've actually accomplished in months it, it was the first thing that I'd actually followed through to its end. Does that make sense? Like, started and actually finished it. I've probably started, like, a dozen different books in the last month and a half. And I can't finish any of them. I cannot focus <laughs> on anything. Like, and it's the same thing with writing. I, I mean, I guess everybody's probably experiencing this to some extent. But it just feels like... I can't focus on anything, and I think the reason why is because it's like, what's the point? <laughs> like, what even is the... I'm having an existential crisis, I think. I, yeah, let me ask you a question. Is there any connection between that and wanting to go look at this comment tonight? <laughs> I think there is, yes. You know how rare it is to get to watch a flaming rock fly past Every 6,800 years, man. Exactly. You get to be... It's kind of like an eclipse in some ways. It's like, in the grand stretch of time, millions and billions of years, like, you live maybe 80 fucking years. I mean, it is just... It's really comical. The developments we've made, the insights we've had into the universe, the intellectual, analytical progress... In these bodies that last a fucking, <laughs> just a, a blink of an eye. Truly a vapor on the water. Truly, truly. And, and, and to be present when something that comes by just, you know, rare, just so rarely. Uh, there's something profound in that. And I guess this is why people base yeah. religions and even death cults off of the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I guess the only difference between the two is which one gains mainstream acceptance first. I'll be honest, if Heaven's Gate would have came around in 2020 as <laughs> instead of 1997, <laughs> we might have been looking at them, remember them a little more charitably. Yeah. Honestly, I, I wonder what's going on out there in the um, alternative religion community, we'll say. I think they don't like to hear it say the word cult anymore. Well, think about, think about this, Tom. <clears throat> I didn't even think about this. The comet Neowise, this is the one that's currently flying over the Earth. Um, and it's a near parabolic orbit around the Earth. And you can see it with the naked eye uh, right now, currently. But it was discovered... This, so this comet coming tonight, you can see it through the naked eye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it depends on where you're at in the world. Um, okay. You can't see it everywhere, obviously. Um, but it was discovered on March 27th, 2020. Now, think about this. Think about this. This comet really almost perfectly aligns with the coronavirus. It appeared at the very beginning of the pandemic, and now it's raging through the night sky as the virus is at its very worst. So far, it'll probably get even worse. But these are the signs and omens, my friend. That were Signs foretold. And wonders, as foretold. They were foretold. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Like, I, the more we get into this thing, the more it feels, and I don't know, maybe this is some sort of folly and somebody with a better grasp of historical materialism and, and anything else can, can, you know, correct me on this or, or rather point me in the right direction how to feel about this. But... Doesn't it feel like there's something more cosmically, 
doesn't it feel like there's some fingerprints on these going-ons or... You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I get it. I know somebody's going to chime in from the peanut gallery and say, it's fucking, it's capitalism, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I know that, okay? Yeah, it's, it's the whole point. That's why we're here, okay? That's why we clock in twice a week. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> but is there something more, I don't know, sinister going on in this, you know what I mean? Like, is there true malevolence? in this you know what i mean i think so and and i think the interesting thing about it is that you have for the first time in a long time that american leaders are openly um both admitting to and quite frankly cheering on the deaths of other americans um I feel like this hasn't happened in a long time in American sort of like public, common, uh, mainstream consciousness. Probably in the 1860s (laughs) for a little bit. Usually it's behind dog whistles and all the other things, right? Right. right. But now we have something very real, a virus pandemic and people dying in connection with it. And you have leaders just openly saying, yes, for the first time, that's okay. It's all right. It's like, just the cost of doing business. That's exactly I, right. Here, here is the thing. It's something I've said for a while, but it's like, and I, listen, I'm not trying to get on some like Sam Harris, like blame the Christians, blame religion kind of stuff, because like, yeah, yeah like, we get it, Sam. God's for dummies. Fucking idiot. <laughs> but like... It is interesting to me that I see, like, church people whose worldview is centered on this idea that, like, you know, every life's valuable. And, I mean, they even say it in their dog whistles, right? All lives matter and and whatever. But you have people that have basically said that, well, I see this. Like, and, And when I say this, trust me. I understand wanting to squeeze any little bit of happiness you can get out of this existence. I get that. Uh, Okay. But I think it's interesting of people that have staked their worldview on this idea that they should sacrifice any temporal pleasures to play the long game of eternity who also can't quit going to the beach right now because they're going to live their life. And, like, if you're going to die, you're going to die. What can you do? If it's your time to go, it's your time to go. And, like, those two things are just so wholly incompatible to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then when you take it to, to, to looking at what's going on and at the level of the country, it's like, man, we used to say shit around 9-11, you know, not one American life. If one American life is gone, and that's worth going and bombing the ever-loving fuck out of, you know, Afghanistan or Yemen or wherever, you know? Uh-huh. But now it's like, our tune is like, well, you know, thousands are going to die. That's true, you know? <laughs> but, like, we can't stop living, you know? We can't... The virus will not, you know, it will, if we, if we give in to it, it's just not going to, you know, respect our resolve. And that's just going to cause a whole host of other problems. And it's going to look bad for us. Um, well, listen to this. Listen to this. There's an article going around in the New York Times that everybody needs to read. I thought it was very fascinating. Um, it's why we're losing the battle with COVID-19. The escalating crisis in Texas shows how the chronic underfunding of public health has put America on track for the worst coronavirus response in the developed world. And in it, it talks about, it's very fascinating, essentially it's about how we've just, yeah, stripped the public health services in the system for parts over the last couple of decades, and how every once in a while the public health system gets an injection of cash and it's always in response to when there's like a new bioterrorism scare. <laughs> so, like, yeah, the only yeah. think of well, anthrax. Yeah, anthrax and shit like that. The first. Do you SARS. remember when? Like, do you remember when they were pumping all that money into Cipro, Floxin? Yep. Yeah, like the the antibiotic that treated anthrax because like fucking Tom Ridge got some white powder melted to his eye. Yeah. Well, these systems just yeah, like I said, they get an injection. Every time there's, like, a bioterrorism scare. Um, but mostly, yeah, they're, they're completely hollowed out. 
But it was pretty fascinating because the article also talks about Greg Abbott. He's the governor of Texas. His response to everything. And uh, I mean, here here are just a few things that he did. Um, he outlawed local municipalities from mandating masks. Just a classic one, you know, like one that you've seen a lot around yeah. here in these days. I mean, like just literally saying, if you want to save your constituents, you can't. I'm sorry. You will not. <laughs> like that's literally yeah. what he's telling them, right? All right. Uh, he's telling them, like, we want people to die, essentially. Um, he accelerated the timeline for reopening the state when a Dallas-based hairstylist was sentenced to a week in jail for opening her salon in defiance of his shutdown, of his own shutdown. Um, so he caved, basically, when, um, someone who cuts hair, uh, got pissed about having to close down. Which, again, I totally understand that that makes sense, but this is all wrapped up in the larger failure of not paying people to stay home and not shut down and all this. Um, And then he... I'm trying to find this one. Um, The Texas Health and Safety Code gives the local public health authorities power to act in times of crisis to protect the community. But in May, Abbott suspended those powers... So that leaders like, um, you know, the public or the county judge in Houston uh, could not issue any rules that were stricter than those he issued. (laughs) Dude, they he suspended the health and safety code during a pandemic so that the local authorities could not respond to the pandemic. Now, tell me. If that kind of behavior is out in the public, uh, affecting people, being talked about, well-known, and you see a comet arcing through the sky, something that passes by the Earth in 65,000 years, tell me, would you not come up with some kind of divine explanation for why those people... Who are literal demons. I mean, there's no better definition for them. They they delight in suffering and blood and carnage. They want yeah. death. They crave it with every fiber of their being. Would yeah. not you come up with some kind of, I don't know, well thought out corpus of understanding for why those people persist running the world? And nothing bad ever happens to them. And meanwhile, people die every day. And wouldn't you think it's a little connected, like I said, to the frozen rock uh, passing through the heavens at the moment? Yeah, I would. Uh, I would think there was some sort of, yeah, some sort of correlation between the two things. Absolutely. Well, it's it's funny because I was thinking about that episode we do with Anna Merlin. I guess that's God. It's probably been what a year and a half ago now. And it's it's interesting how like people like the stories we hate we tell ourselves to make sense of our own like sort of finite existences, and like sometimes it's rooted in some like crazy like not not crazy I shouldn't say that it's like rooted in real pain and real experience, like. uh, You know, it's just like we've talked about with, like, you know, conspiracies and all that stuff. The general contours of them are absolutely correct and rooted, but it's just like, you know, it's not like lizard people or or whatever it is or any other, like, sort of, like, weird protocols of the elders of Zion thing, you know. Uh, Sometimes it's just, like, real flesh and blood that doing this to one another. I, my my question is though is like why like like with sociopathy for example like the idea that certain people you know uh, granted a small percentage of the population but can be born or not even born or maybe born or even develop <laughs> A personality disorder to the point where they 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 they're incapable of feeling remorse. Right. 
I mean, like, I, what kind? Like that—that that has to come from like some sort of like little imp that lives in the fires in the middle of the earth, right? <laughs> like, what's what's going on? I don't know, man. I really don't know. I mean, if I knew, I wouldn't have a podcast. I'd be running a cult. If I had the answer for why there are bad people and why they continue... I mean, obviously it's capitalism, right? But then you walk it back further and you're like, well, where does it... Capitalism has to operate on some kind of, uh, you know... I don't know. It has to operate on some kind of logic that predates the modern world and if so how far back does it go i mean is it is it is it all just the like centuries long chain effect of someone 10,000 years ago saying no this is mine you can't have what i have in fact you have to uh labor for me <laughs> I mean, I'm not maybe that's the bargain that was made long ago in exchange for our sentience and for our oh uh, like, yeah maybe maybe the trade-off is is when our brains are capable of grasping things <laughs> to that magnitude maybe the trade-off is is that like I, certain brains are also programmed to just destruct and destroy and I don't know, man. I want to trade it's it different. back. I don't. This is the sentence is not worth it. I look at my cats. I'm like, that's the. That's, that's where the, I'm trying to be. That's the sweet spot on the in, uh, intellect intelligence um, sort of spectrum of development. That's the sweet Perhaps spot. Perhaps pointing to a creature that literally has one purpose, and that's to kill small <laughs> woodland creatures. Maybe not the best example, but I know what you're going for there. All right, my bad. Dolphins, octopuses, that that's the sweet spot, it seems like to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. But I will say this. Neo, Comet Neo-wise, it's going to be brighter than Hel- Hal- Halibop. Halibop. My question was, how did Marshall Applewhite and the, and the boys and gals think they were going to catch the tail of that thing? I mean, I know, like, the whole, like, suicide group, suicide thing was, like, you know, like, how they thought they were going to do it. But, like, there's just some, like, logistical quandaries there, if you think about it. The thing is, it makes total sense. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see anything wrong. (laughs) I'm abandoning all um, analytical frameworks, all dogmas. It's all back to neutral, baby. We're starting fresh. We're wiping the slate clean. (laughs) I'm with you. There is an interesting thing. Uh, Hold on a second. Let me look it up real quick. The the tail is blue and made of gas. I'll give stats on Comet Neowise while you look this up. The tail is blue and made of gas and ions. Wouldn't you love to have a tail made of gas and ions? There's also a red separation in the tail caused by high amounts of sodium. The second tail is a golden hey, color. I'm there, man. I understand. I have high amounts of sodium <laughs> in me. Zolding in hypertension. Not fun. And a red separation. The second tail is a golden color and is made of dust, like the tail of Comet Hale-Bopp. This combination resembles Comet Pan Stars. The comet is brighter than Pan Stars, but not as bright as Hellbop was in 1997. Um, according to British Astronomical Association, the comet brightened from a magnitude of about 8 at the beginning of June to negative 2 in early July. The motherfucker is getting worse like the virus is. It's passing Man. over us and through us, everybody. Say it with me. Over us over and through us. And through us. <laughs> Over us and through us, you know. There was a there was an interesting thing that came out of the the Heaven's Gate story, and uh, it created a fashion for a shoe called the Nike Air Decade, or the Nike Decade. Uh huh. Just a normal like kind of dad shoe, just like a pretty sort of standard looking running shoe. But if you get on eBay right now. And go just type in Nike Decade. Uh-huh. Like the cheapest, like, new 
pair or dead stock, as they call it in the sneakerhead community. They're going for four thousand, five thousand. Uh, the cheapest used pair is like eight hundred. Oh my God, you're right. I'm looking it up right now. Jesus Christ, that's incredible. But it's kind of interesting that like just a normal basic ass like not even special running shoe that wasn't even remarkable in its time out on the market uh-huh is now like this like weird collector's item <laughs> i think it has to do with frank ocean wore them in a music video more than anything but i mean it is kind of interesting that something that culturally significant i mean like if you were to ask me i grew up in the 90s so i wasn't fully aware of the entire thing but like what were some of the cultural icons of the 90s it's like um the oj thing uh yes. Haley bop like you think of those sneakers i mean it's pretty fascinating that they are now a, a sort of fashion icon <laughs> it's so weird man but dude, i remember i remember i'll never forget i was watching wwf monday night raw and they would break to do like the little news briefings or whatever. And I just remember I was up, you know, and it was like probably 10 o'clock at night or something or whatever. And I just remember being so creeped out by these images of like these black Nike sticking out from under these purple sheets. <laughs> and I was like, God, man, what causes like the 90s was like the golden age of like death cults. Yeah, it was the last, definitely. If it, well, I think it was like the last gasp in some ways. Yeah, I guess they kind of went out in fashion. Now, basically what you're left with is like Jared Leto's Nexium thing, right? Is Jared Leto Nexium? Um, no, he was not. Uh, the actress from Roswell was. From Roswell, or Smallville, wasn't it? Or, no, I think it was Roswell. But okay. maybe Smallville, too. There was a lot of actresses in it, so... Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? That wasn't a death cult. That was a sex cult. That was a sex cult. Yeah. Different thing. Yeah. Totally different thing. 9-11 flipped our sort of like libidinal polarization, and so we went from death cults to sex cults. Like, wanting to die just some, to wanting to like bone see, it down. Something about seeing those massive phallic objects getting destroyed made us be like, fuck it, man. Why are we doing the death cult thing? Let's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about this, man. We collectively went through a moment at there at like Y2K. Y2K is not talked about enough, I don't think. But we faced down shit like we faced down. We've eyed our own annihilation as a people, sort of several times, just in our short, brief existence. If you think about it, uh huh, yeah. You know, and I think you know. I was hearing somebody talk about, or some maybe it was uh, somebody that listens to the show had messaged me after we had kind of briefly mentioned it. But Y2K should have been, like, a much bigger deal than it was. Yeah. Like, Y2K was not much to do about nothing. Y2K was actually, we avoided crisis just because, like, we got out in front of it by, like, five, six years. I remember being in elementary school and reading about Y2K and, and being just so hopeless <laughs> and so scared and everything. <laughs> everything fucking scared you as a kid in the 90s. Was that the first thing you were blackpilled about? Uh, probably but i mean i just you know it's like satan came back into the public consciousness there's like all this like y2k shit didn't help that my mom loved these fucking apocalyptic tv preachers yeah i mean that's no goddamn wonder i turned out how it turned out <laughs> fucking afraid to goddamn do anything <laughs> um well on July 13th, 2020, a sodium tail was confirmed by the Planetary Science Institute's input-output facility. Sodium tails have only been observed in very bright comets like Hale-Bopp and Sun-Grazer uh, C2012-S1 Ison. There's one called Ison, a coal camp, uh, the name of a, a little <laughs> coal town in eastern Kentucky. <laughs> God, now that's the last thing we need is people to cling on to that one. <laughs> See, I told you. Comet UZ. Man, it would, I mean, we've said it before, but it would be the wildest goddamn thing if Jesus just came back. <laughs> and we were just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bro, you know as well as I do that if Jesus came back, they'd kill him tomorrow, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, no, nah, but really, no. This, anyway, what else is going on in the world? Uh, well, to to follow this thought to its logical conclusion, and then we can move on, because that's what I'm doing these days. I'm doing my taxes, and I'm trying to follow thoughts all the way through to their very end. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, there's weird things afoot, and when a comet circles, a, a comet brighter then one of the most culturally and historically significant comments in our um, collective conscience, uh, one brighter than that, at a time of mass death and suffering, there, it's not, it doesn't indicate that there's some larger metaphysical forces at work or that there's some malevolent evil at work that uh, will never be able to influence or, or get under our control. All it indicates is that a large ball of rock is orbiting the planet, and uh, the only hope you can take away is uh, that the universe is really... Maybe it hits us. Really <laughs> Yes, maybe it hits us, and maybe it delivers us all from this stupid fucking bullshit. <laughs> Man, I mean, you know, it's probably one to have Ken Lane back on about, but like, you know, if we can't trust our government to do... Yeah, I was talking with my cousin. I'm sorry, I don't mean to... I know you're trying to no. finish thoughts. No, I'm no, I'm not. not. No, yet. no, please, please. That's just not my thing right yet. <laughs> Uh, I was talking to my cousin, and you know he was talking about like, oh man, well now's the time to buy AstraZeneca or whatever other like pharmaceutical companies or whatever. Yeah, yeah which is a whole different thing. I can't <laughs> engage right now. Dude, but so, just so incredible, like people see. That's sickness. what you're taking out of this—a stock tip. Yeah, people see sickness <laughs> like yes, fuck yeah. <laughs> We are incapable of even coming to a consensus on like m wearing masks as an efficacious like sort of method for like controlling this thing. Right. Like, dude, we're probably going to be like the the vaccine will probably be available early next year, but we'll probably be fucking twenty twenty three getting it. <laughs> like, how can you expect a government this incompetent to like? They bot totally botched this. Was totally caught flat-footed on this, and not because they didn't know that it could happen or wasn't a possibility. To actually like distribute this vaccine, they're going to do like some, well, it's we're going to make it affordable. That motherfucker will be six thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're all going to go into debt getting the goddamn COVID vaccine. Uh, yeah, I mean it's making everything literally worse. I mean, do you remember back in March when people were like, "This is the thing." This is finally going to be the thing that pushes, you know, like, that initiates some kind of crisis process. You know, like, we have a revolution. Things get better. And it's like, oh, actually. <laughs> oh, Never no. underestimate the idea that there are no absolutes in human misery. <laughs> I don't want to be black pill about, listen I, I, listen, I ain't trying to go there. I have plenty of sources of hope these days. <laughs> I'm taking up knitting. But, but I just have I just um, it's 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 I don't know man it's so it's so I feel fucking crazy. Well, worse than I ever have felt. Um, well, yeah, me too for sure. Um, it's pretty tight. Um. But here's the thing, is that it's not really, and I think this is usually what helps me, but it's like, I'm reading this, like, New York Times thing. It's like, it just made me realize, like, you can get so far up shit creek before you realize you don't have a paddle. 
and how yeah. this is an amazing lesson for life. Uh, we've all done it. We've all seen other people do it. But now we're doing it as a um, society. <laughs> yeah. Um, but reading that New York Times thing about, like, why this is, you know, why it's so bad in states like Texas and Florida, specifically Texas, it's like, it doesn't matter if we had a Biden president or even an Obama president. Because what this means is it's, it's such a larger systemic cultural and political failure that mm -hmm. it it can't even be chalked up to one person or one administration and we, we don't even have a consensus on what the common good is <laughs> no you know what i mean like nobody like there are people that otherwise intelligent people will tell you that like you know maybe this person deserves to die like, which is a particularly strange posture for such a death-defying culture, right? Well, we spend all this fucking money on self-improvement and like fucking anti-aging elixirs and you know the cosmetics and everything else, and all just to like <laughs> to look good marching to the grist mill. <laughs> well, I will say that it is important to look good marching to the grist mill. I don't disagree. Um, <laughs> you don't you want to look you bad. Wanna, you, you only you only march to the gristmill once in life, and you don't want to look bad doing it. That that is you better have a good fit too, you know. <laughs> so I understand that, um, but uh, I think what you're trying to say is that when you read in school about. Um, the Nazis or slavery or any bad thing they try, you know, they tell you about in school, uh, you, you sort of think like, oh, those people, those were some bad people. They were sociopaths. Like they did bad things. But times like now make you realize that like those people are always with us and they're always able to be activated to do bad when there's no good in the world. No good. None. <laughs> and so uh, you kind of just like, it reveals the lie at the heart of America, which is that like we are fundamentally good people. Like we know it's we're not, and all the victims and um, people who have been on the receiving end of our fucking terror worldwide and here, Going back, have known this for some time. Have known this for some time. <laughs> yes, um, but I guess if that if you can take away anything from that, it's that like there is something at the heart of American America that is just as dark as any other. And and I'm preaching to the choir. People actually, I'm so much preaching to the choir that the choir would probably be saying like you're underselling it a bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, but it it's like can't be overstated yeah. how bad we are. <laughs> but what is so bad about it in this current moment, and this is the thing that keeps that has really been fucking with me all week, <clears throat> is that some people who need to hear this message won't hear this message ever. It'll never even cross their mental plane. Because and this is and this is connecting it to what we were talking about before we started recording. This is kind of how I was feeling with the chronic Lyme thing. So okay. before we... we start, I was waiting to see how you were going to thread this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. All right. So the WNBA MVP, Alina Deladon, <clears throat> requested to have a medical opt-out from the NBA, WNBA season this year um, because she claims she has chronic Lyme. Chronic Lyme. I'm sorry. That would uh, that puts her at sort of vulnerability to COVID. Is, is that correct, Tom? You know more about this than I do. I think that's my understanding of it. Yeah. Um, but she like in the article I read talks about speaking with her Lyme doctor, and this is a thing. There are Lyme doctors. They're called Lyme literate doctors. I think is what it, LLD. That's what people in the chronic Lyme community refer to as LLD. <clears throat> Which are, what, are they like your modern day, like, fucking, like, 
plague doctors and no they're like um there's a word for like naturopathics uh, natural like homeopathy yeah like naturopathics guys. and stuff is that what they're called dr sebi that kind of shit people who prescribe you herbs essentially right. or ozone Herb, treatments okay. yeah yeah get a good ozone treatment um but i a lot of them don't even have to be they they can get some kind of certified that's like not even i don't even know what the fucking term for it is and i'm sure people listening to this know exactly what i'm talking about um but you can get certified to be a sort of naturopathic doctor in a state like washington and present yourself basically as a doctor but you can't prescribe like opioids or amphetamines or anything like that so on the surface of it you look like a doctor you're actually taking advantage of people but you know that is uh people still have to call you a doctor anyways what i've been thinking about <laughs> with all <of> this <laughs> is that because we live in the world where are there are a million different realities really more like 350 million really more like 7 billion different realities because we live in that world you can find anyone to tell you anything to verify your interpretation of the world and now you could say that it's always been this way because of course it has it's always been this way uh you know jesus wouldn't be jesus without his disciples etc right but now that that sort of basic schematic format has been reversed if jesus were alive today he would have his own team of like therapists and lime lime literate doctors and etc people no longer have disciples they have uh you know a team a team <laughs> Because no one wants to listen to anybody else these days. They only want to listen to it if it's a podcast or something that makes them laugh or something. But nobody actually wants to be told what to think anymore. There's no, like, I mean, some some people could say that's good. Some people could say that's bad. Maybe if you're more of a sort of, like, libertarian mindset, you would say that that's good. I kind of think it's bad because in times of crisis, some people need to be told what to do. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also what you do is sort of contingent on what happens to everybody else. Yes. Right, right, right. Um, repeat that? No, I just like, you know, what you do, the reason that it's important that you sort of like, you know, sort of abandon your, this individuality that's been pumped into your whole life. Uh huh. As if you had some sort of choice in the matter and you are flowing from within. You're not. It's It's just. <laughs> It really is the libertarian dream, man. It, well, well, go ahead. No, I, I, so I had posted something about you know this story that broke this week about um, the Trump administration is no longer letting the CDC like keep tally of like the coronavirus stuff. They've he's charged his own yes. administration to do that, for example. <laughs> yes. And I just posted made a little joke about it, just you know something dumb like you know. To, totally normal country or you know whatever twitter cliche i came up with or didn't come up with and this guy i went to high school with i'd probably loosely consider him a friend now i guess because the last time i seen him uh i was with him i wasn't doing the gas huffing but he was huffing gas out of a <laughs> 2004 toyota tacoma in front of the sycamore hotel in williamson west virginia uh, but he was telling me how that I was believing a hoax because he works in a lab at a hospital in Eastern Kentucky and that he sees that like, he said, never before in human history have we seen a virus that has produces this many asymptomatic people and that the tests have a up to 20 something percent false positive thing. Uh -huh. And, you know, da, da, da. he's like, and I, and I work in a lab and I see this, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, well, I mean, if you were working in a lab in, say, Orlando, Florida, would you be having the same experience? You know, this was my first thought. Uh, but it's weird that, like, this is even getting institutionalized. Like, the people that are in charge of, like, reading your test results believe, you know, that coronavirus is just, I don't know. And what if it is, man? <laughs> 
<laughs> what if coronavirus is our collective chronic limes? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the thought has occurred to me. I mean, it would you'd have to be crazy for it to not occur to you. Like again, how do you know what to believe in? You don't. You have no idea what to believe in. If no one is telling those stories, like, wh- what are you supposed to latch on to? You just watch, I guess you watch comets, and you try to develop some sort of, I don't know, elaborate mythology out of the world. Well, man, I mean, the phrase epistemological crisis has been thrown around too much, but it is truly the most dangerous situation we could find ourselves in, in terms of, like, it is the perfect antidote to collective action because it's like it's almost a Tower of Babel situation. Yeah. Honestly. It's so weird. It's so um <laughs> But you know, it's like nothing that not, nothing anybody believes about the world is like any kookier than what anybody else believes about it. It's just like Yeah. Don't you find it weird we live in a country where Probably the third biggest medical discipline, the founder of this discipline, had the precepts and techniques transcribed to him from a ghost. (laughs) You know? We are sort of a Potemkin village nation. We are sort of a... um, Cargo cult, pseudo scientific, whatever you want to call it, just like we're. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. It's it's uh, it's disturbing to even think about. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I brought us down this road. It doesn't seem. No, like... no, 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 no. I, it I, seems like you I... do what? Go for it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was just apologizing. I'm sorry. It feels like uh, this was not a road we should have gone down, and I apologize. <laughs> well, man, listen, that's a, it's something we had to because I've been thinking about the website message a lot lately just because it pops up on Twitter from time to time. But it's like we almost knew that, like, this was a possibility, a possible ending, and nothing good is here. Yeah. <clears throat> Turn away. And I'm just, you know, what else does it say? You know, <laughs> however it goes. Like, somebody at some point knew that that a distinct possibility is that we destroy ourselves. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, that's always an, a possible ending. And it seems like that is uh, what's on the menu currently. We cannot release this to the public. <laughs> and this is grim. Maybe even massage this part a little bit. Oh, fuck. What do you want to do? Do you want me to read more about comets? Let me see what the people of Whitesburg, Kentucky are saying. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what the masses are saying? Because um, I think we might have hit a wall, my friend. Oh, um. <clears throat> Comet Ison is uh, a sun-grazing comet discovered on 21st of September 2012 by Vitaly Nevsky. Um, Oh, shit. I think Comet Ison is no longer with us. Um, It disintegrated. Sorry to, to tell you that, everybody. August 2nd, on 2nd of December 2013, I'm sorry, it was announced that Comet Ison had fully disintegrated. Um, sorry if that was your favorite comet. Um, there's quite a few other ones, um, but I will say that Neowise, great name for a comet, you can now view it over your night sky. That's right, everybody. It's free entertainment. It's a free entertainment, um, a free source of entertainment. If you don't want to go to the movies, uh, you can look up in the night sky. You got any speaker pieces for us, Tom? The inmates <laughs> are now officially running the asylum <laughs> when it comes to four wheelers and side by sides and 
the other ATVs that are out on our county and state roads. I've actually seen police cruisers, both county and state, completely ignore these unlicensed vehicles that are slowing down our traffic and creating danger for those of us who actually pay license fees to drive on our roads. I have seen the police here in Letcher County ignore four-wheelers that are being driven on highways 119 and 15 and other roads by kids who are obviously younger than 12. How has this been allowed to happen? Well, <laughs> there's a number of reasons for that, buddy. I refer to uh, Chiropractic, Hillbop Comet, uh, Y2K. Can anyone explain to me why I can't find a single can of Diet Mountain Dew in Whitesburg? I was told it was due to an aluminum shortage. Probably needed a little aluminum for these vaccines, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, fuck. Aluminum shortage. Yet all other sodas seem to be in abundant <clears throat> supply. What's going on, people? I need my diet do fix. Wow. I have a question for all you Trump and Mitch supporters. What happened to the prison we were supposed to get that would have injected <laughs> desperately needed funds into this area by way of increased housing needs for the employees Increased numbers in the schools from said employees and the increased revenue through buying gas, groceries, etc., etc. Since Mitch is the second most powerful person in Washington, you all think he does so much for you, then why hasn't he gone ahead and given you this prison? You know he has the power to do so. What has Mitch done for you the past 36 years? Name me one thing. Dude, people are so fucking stupid. You vote for him because you like the idea of having someone from our great state in the number two spot. <laughs> Why oh. do you think the next six years are going to be any different? Totally. So you think COVID-19 is a hoax, and why don't you Google the name Thomas Massey as the California truck driver refused to wear a mask and then died of coronavirus? Well, that's, that's dark. Um, you want a little bit of uh, crossfire? I got some yeah. Comet Neowise stats for you. Uh, the, the Comet is about three miles across, and most Comets are about half water and half dust. Um, it's about 13 million Olympic swimming pools of water. That's a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> it's currently about 70 million miles from Earth, or about three-quarters the distance from the Earth and Sun. And on an extremely elliptical orbit that carries it far out from the sun. Imagine for a second if you were a star grazing comet. I mean, it would probably feel feel pretty nice, right? Um, you are a frozen hunk of gas and ions, uh, and you're nearing a big hot sun star. It probably feels pretty good. The himbos of uh, <laughs> celestial bodies. <laughs> exactly. Um, unfortunately, there's no risk to the planet from this. It's very far away from us, and it's not coming anywhere near us. So there is no threat. Oh, man. (laughs) I'll tell you where there is a threat, though, in the public schools if they reopen. I'm so glad my children are grown, and I don't have to worry about them being exposed to the COVID-19 disease when school goes back in session. Any parent knows children, especially the younger ones, are a cesspool of germs. They wipe their noses on their shirt sleeves, sneeze openly without covering their mouths, and wipe boogers on their shirt sleeves and anything else handy. I pray for the teachers and the staff who are worried about their safety. Not to mention school bus drivers who are forced to be in an enclosed environment while taking kids to and from school each day. This is just not going to work. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Uh, well... Um, if I could just chime in here, uh, my mom is a school teacher and some states are making it to where they will not give you funding if you don't go back to school in the fall. So you will be punished, in fact, if you do not reopen your schools. So once again, just... Um, you gotta love it, folks. We, we want to die, apparently. (laughs) Trump's campaign manager is a felon. 
This deputy campaign manager is a felon. His national security advisor is a felon. His foreign policy advisor is a felon. His personal lawyer is a felon. His longtime advisor is a felon. It's not a campaign. It's a criminal enterprise. Thank you. Oh, damn. It's not a campaign. It's a criminal enterprise. Um, it is an absolute crime that Hillary Clinton had to testify 11 hours for the deaths of four <laughs> Americans and was never charged for any wrongdoing. But our Cheeto president hasn't had to testify one minute for the deaths of more than 132,000. Damn. When you really think about it, dog, it's so true. It's so crazy and true. Man, I love this. I love that there's somebody in the world that is thinking about this while all this shit is going on. What? Today's generation has gotten entirely too used to our cell phones. <laughs> I no longer need to memorize anyone's phone number because all I have to do is click on yes. the person's name and the number is automatically dialed. That's why I sent this to you, yes. It's lack of memory use can't be good for us years down the road. That's it. <laughs> Last one, and we can shoot this dog between the eyes. Oh, shit. A 37-year-old veteran with no underlying health issues died on the 4th of July of COVID-19. This man survived two tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan, a total of nine years of military service. In April, he posted, Let's make this clear. I'm not buying a mask. I've made it this far by not buying into that damn hype. Two months later, he was dead, all because he didn't buy that mask. I saw that one going around. I saw that uh, that went viral, you could say. Um, ma'am, I'm sorry. I just didn't bring it today. <laughs> I'm well. You know, Tom, that's uh, that's the way it goes. It's probably my fault too. Maybe, maybe. No, you carried us, ma'am. You carried us. This is like, you know. Pippin didn't show up. You know, I'm sorry. I, po- I apologize to the fans, too. I'm on uh, day three of a uh, 16-hour stretch work day. So. Well, folks, thanks for listening this week. If you Our last episode on the Patreon was really great. Uh, it was great because we refused to talk about the world. And um, if you want to hear content where we're not talking about the world you can go to the Patreon. It's less depressing over there. Um, People have better drugs, and um, (laughs) the music is better. Uh, So go to the Patreon. Um, You won't be disappointed. Uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party, and you should see Tanya Turner back in action a year older. Um... And uh, so if you haven't, go wish her a happy birthday. And um, any last Pray thoughts? Pray for the two of us. Man, I, uh, I have none. <laughs> I have none. I'm so shot. I'm washed, man. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you soon.